Attention, doggers. It has come to our attention that 48 minutes of dogs barking has reached Brian's girlfriend's mother. As a result, the show is banned from saying the following words. Shit, piss, fuck, cunt, cocksucker, motherfucker, tits, fart, turd, and twat. We are also banning the following phrases. Shitting dick nipples, wet ass pussy, big fat cum load, dick trickle, boner jam, prolapse, dental dam, spread eagle, pog, blumpkin, trouser snake, skin tag, chubacabra, free willy, and Jewish American princess. 48 minutes of dogs barking, 48 minutes of dogs barking, 48 minutes of dogs barking, 48 minutes of dogs barking. Hey everybody, it's 48 Minutes Dogs Barking. My name is Jason, this is Brian, alongside for the ride with me. We have a very special guest kicking off our June, what did I say it was called? Christmas in June? (laughs) Christmas in June, yeah. Christmas in June. Our Christmas in June celebration, of course. The man, the myth, the legend, former writer for Mel Magazine, now writing for Rolling Stone, not the least of which he's also a novelist, and gosh, he's written for pretty much everything under the sun. That's right, Miles Klee. Miles, welcome to the show. How the heck you doing, buddy? Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas, guys. <laughs> Perfect. I love it. So he's he's fully in the spirit. He's ready to go. Uh, so we're going to take you through some stuff. Uh, I don't know if you've heard the show before, but we do a bit of a tour around what's happening on the web right now. Now, of course, if you know anything about Miles, you know that he's probably one of those guys that knows more about this than even I do. So... Some of this probably is going to be news to you, but we're going to kick it off with a little something that I just found out about called. <laughs> okay, so Tumblr, Miles, you have you you know where this is going? Yeah. You remember this? Okay, so Tumblr started an alternate reality game revolving around Guy Fieri. Oh no! <laughs> is Guy Fieri canceled? No. This is actually. I saw Guy Fieri not not uh, pay the band at the uh, house show. <laughs> well, I saw him cook eggs for Smash Mouth, and so I think it kind of <laughs> evens itself out. Um, so it was an alternate reality game. It was a huge network narrative about uh, Guy Fieri and, and, and mystical, magical uh, stuff. Uh, let me pull it here. Of course, my source for this is the lovely folks over at Today in Tabs, Rusty Foster, Camille Butcher, of course. Uh, but the <laughs> it involves a library, a donkey, and a copy of the Voynich manuscript. You want to talk about getting weird? There it is. Uh, well, first of all, I just want to say I totally support this because there's no reason to invent the metaverse other than for the opportunity to become Guy Fieri. Like, yes, yes. <laughs> if I'm going to be in virtual reality, I want to play as Guy. I want to be running guys' grocery games. I want to be going. To, I want to be going to the diners, drive-ins, and dives. I that's what I want. There's Zuckerberg should have seen this. He should have known, <laughs> and that's that's why the metaverse failed. There was no Guy Fieri game. Fair point. Yeah. So in this fictional context, Guy Fieri and Doctor Phil. <laughs> Dr. Phil, they both served in the Gulf War together. 
Guy is just like uh, grilling uh, meat over the burning oil derricks in, yeah, in yeah, Kuwait. Yeah, exactly. The, <laughs> the game results in a quest to the land of Arcadia uh, to guide two surreal artists to where else but Flavortown and return them yeah. to our universe. Uh, this was originally back in January 2021, celebrating Guy Fieri's birthday. Well, in 2022, it came back, um, and apparently it's it's still ongoing. I just think the idea of this kind of <laughs> this crowdsourced game about Guy Fieri and Dr. Phil... Wait, did you just say that Flavortown is in a different dimension? Apparently, according it's to this... Thing. I don't agree with that at all. I think Flavortown... It, you know, heaven is a place on earth. Yeah. Flavortown is a place on earth. Yeah, I think of it like Prince, you know, like Paisley Park is in your heart, right? Yeah, Flavor, Flavortown is just, it's a state of mind. <laughs> I don't think we need the multiverse theory to explain Flavortown. That Absolutely just not. No, yeah. Here is a photo that Andrew Tate shared over the weekend. A- Andrew Tate fucks dogs. <laughs> Yeah, it's, uh, I have a hundred hoes who wish they were my dog. This is such cope. <laughs> and it's a photo of a, a shirtless Andrew Tate in bed with his dog. And apparently he's looking through his phone with his dog. I don't know who's taking the picture. No. Tristan. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, Tristan. That that makes sense. I mean, they're under house arrest together. Who else is going to be taking the pic? That's fair. Just the idea that like he's going to do this and then... Immediately, people are going to say stuff like, "Are you fucking the dog, dude?" Are you fucking? The- yeah, you know what? We got to make sure that dog's not being trafficked. <laughs> oh. There was a clip going around where he said like, "Sex is a chore" and all this stuff. Like, he doesn't even like having sex. I don't like having sex. I mean, I get it. I'm married, but like- I don't like. Oh, sex is just when it's when you think about it, it's disgusting. <laughs> I mean, I get it. At a certain, like, from a, from a, I, I can think about it. He's looking at me, Brian's looking at me like, like I just grew a second head. No, I understand that to some <laughs> guys, it can be not great. But no, I, I can't put myself in that situation. I mean, like, there's like, it. I mean, there's like times where he's like, you don't want to like get like all sweaty. Right. And like, you know, there's fluids and stuff. <laughs> like, I understand that part, but this would be like outright, like throw out the, you know, the baby with the dishwasher. Like the Literally, whole entire endeavor a, yeah. of sex is like a tiresome chore or whatever. It's just like, man, get the, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, there's levels is what we're saying. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Miles, have you ever thought of uh, sex as a chore? Cause... No. 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 Okay. For, for everyone listening out there, uh, no. Well, Never. I mean, I, I understand. Based, I mean, I've read a ton of these articles that you've written for mail, so I know that, like, the dude fucks. There's no question. <laughs> but like, I only became a journalist so I could write about um, all the awesome banging I was doing. That's, see, it's just big, big inception. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? I'm not even joking. Um, yes, I am. Anyway, <laughs> oh lord, we're off to a good start. So, uh, let's see here. Sorry, I lost my place there. Oh. I don't know if you saw this, Miles, but uh, a couple days back, an AI-generated hoax image was put online saying that there was an explosion at the Pentagon, which then cost the stock market somewhere in the neighborhood of, I don't know, 
$500 million? Probably the weirdest, probably the weirdest AI-generated uh, stock well, market. You don't even need, now. especially because you don't even need to do this. Um, <laughs> 9-11 happened. You can right. just show the, the, the plane <laughs> oh, crash shit. Yeah, in yeah. the Pentagon. That's true. You didn't Why? even need to make something new. You just recycle the old stuff. Play the hits. How 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 is AI involved in this? Just play the hits. Mm-hmm. Well, I think there's they... real photos of it. Oh no, the, the best part is there's probably people who believe the AI explosion was real, but yeah. think the nine eleven explosion is fake. Exactly, and that's where we're at. Ooh, yeah, that's yeah. like Jesse Ventura kind of. <laughs> Thousands of government documents. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, I've... let us in here. Let us in. <laughs> what, what are you hiding back there? Have you got yourself an artificial intelligence making images of the Pentagon? <laughs> Given the material it trained on, the AI should have done a better job with that image. That is true. The windows were all fucked up, and the Pentagon is also not that close to like. Yeah, it's not a very good. Uh... <laughs> Commonly photographed building. Right. Yeah. It's just... It looked like shit. It couldn't even, you know, didn't even pass the spell test for me. And I'm usually Mr. Conspiracy Brain there. So that's the one that really got me. I'm like, well, if I don't believe it. Using yourself as the barometer of bullshit. Just perfect. You, you kind of have to. I don't know if you're familiar with this. This is something that came to my attention this week. It's a thing called Cog's Fluid. Miley, uh, are you familiar with this? What the fuck this? is this? No. So, uh, <laughs> there's a uh, well, it, looks, it looks appetizing. It kind of does. Oh, no. Uh, so... Krispy Kreme frosting's gone bad. <laughs> Is that cheese from a Clorox bottle? <laughs> So, what you've always wanted to do is is wash your clothes with cheese. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know about you, but yeah. So <laughs> there's a guy on Twitter. His name is John Coggs. And he posted this video yeah. back in 2020. It was about uh, two, three years ago. And it's someone pouring out from a, a coffee mate's bottle this, like, non-Newtonian fluid that, like, <laughs> goops around and, like, forms a, a lid on this coffee mug. It's disgusting. And he's calling it cogs hashtag cogs fluid <laughs> now i don't know why i missed this because this seems like exactly my shit <laughs> it just, it's really upsetting for like a 10 second clip just doing doing random science in your kitchen it's exactly i fucking love it. science <laughs> this guy is walter white what's going on here <laughs> i don't know why this suddenly popped up in my feed again but i've been seeing that nine second loop of just this goop going into the coffee for like days. Uh, keep playing it I, I need to watch it you more. sure okay well, let me, uh, <laughs> at, at least this isn't as upsetting as a mcchicken it's like putting the skin on chocolate milk like over it's crazy yeah it's it's pudding it's like it's off pudding huh ah, uh, ah. Uh, pudding fingers yep yeah it's uh, uh it's really disgusting because uh it's like sealant putty or something coming out of there. Like it's. It honestly, it honestly looks like something from the Avatar movies. Oh shit! Yeah. <laughs> no, James Cameron, get Cog's fluid in your movie, or else I not. Yeah, he needs that. Avatar three will be totally Cog's fluid based. It's terrible. It's bringing back Smellovision. Oh, 
Oh boy, I, I, I both it's want slick. this more than anything, and also I'm terrified of it coming true. Okay. <laughs> no need to watch that anymore. No? 20 uh, times was enough. <laughs> yeah, I think we're good. I think we're good. So there was a 4chan uh, a page in poll, the politically incorrect board, that talked about how cog fluid is going to save the world. But sadly, I think... Yep, it is now 404, but originally the, the, the full title was Cog's Fluid Will Topple the American Government. <laughs> it could be the new cryptocurrency if they had gone for it. Well, what do you know? That's exactly where we're headed. Oh, is Woo! it time for Crypto Segway. Week? Segway, my dude. Yeehaw. Miles, my man. You got it. Yeah, it's, uh, cri- I know? it's Crypto Scam of the Week time, folks. You're listening to 48 Minutes of Dogs Barking, the podcast. And now it's time for the Crypto Scam of the Week. What you got for us today, Chief? Today I got a twofer. God, that's happening more and more, isn't it? Money's coming back into the market, so there's going to be more and more bullshit going on. Right. Shit just keeps going wrong. Grumpy cat coin, Brian. Oh, no. Yeah. I had liquidity once. I hated it. (laughs) (laughs) My first question is, did Grumpy Cat Coin even start before the cat died? No. Uh, the, The Grumpy Cat Coin was created May of this year, well past. Jesus Christ. This month? I believe so, yeah. Jesus Christ. And guys like Slum Doge Millionaire jumped on board. You know, guys who were really big into Dogecoin, other meme coins, you know, kind of jumped on this. This courtesy, of course, Web3 is going great. One of the pro clicks on Twitter, if you have not followed them, really just pumping out the stuff daily. Daily! And my favorite part of this is that the Grumpy Cat coin was minted in May. May 22nd. There is a, a law firm that represents Tartar Sauce, a.k.a. Grumpy Cat, the estate of. Which, if you're a law firm working for the estate of a cat, that's got to be a really surreal experience. But <laughs> but also R.I.P. Yeah, for real. Uh, R.I.P. Grumpy Cat, you were dashed off a cliff by a hawk. <laughs> <laughs> Ran under a snowmobile. Yeah. <laughs> R.I.P. R.I.P. Grumpy Cat. They left you out too long. Oh, like, uh, oh. You you were in the garage and it froze overnight. And, oh, yeah. terrible. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> enough about that. Uh, so, Grumpy Cat Limited is an LLC that exists, and this Kia Cameron PC folks were the law office that was managing that account. Well, they released, of course, a cease and desist. Formal statement about dollar sign grumpy cat and then a parentheses coin. So, that, you know, so you knew what you're talking about. To all cryptocurrency traders holding or considering buying dollar sign grumpy cat. Grumpy Cat Limited is the legal owner of all grumpy cat related intellectual properties. All such offerings being endorsed by Slum Doge Millionaire and their cohorts are unauthorized. Continue to infringe GCL's intellectual property and yet further desperate, sad attempt to bolded and underlined scam unwitting traders do not be fooled by these scammers and their lies any representations by these persons attempting to promote these coins remain scams and lies so three different times in the cease and desist they add the word scam bolded and underlined see what you should be doing instead of buying the grumpy cat 
ERC20 token is you should be buying the official Grumpy Cat plushie uh, sewn together by children in Sri Lanka. That is the proper way to, the, to engage with the free market. Oh, that's fair, yeah. So, not only that, but okay, so they got the cease and desist, right? Yeah. Well, my favorite part is that blockchain being what it is, Etherscan now has the cease and desist letter on the, the chain. chain. That's awesome. <laughs> that part, that, that part kind of rules. Oh, man. I don't even know what it's worth. Let's it's, see. Last, it's decentralized. It is. <laughs> decentralized. The last sale contract for this particular bit, 4.9 ETH. That's about nine grand. So the cease and desist letter is about worth 9K. Hey. Hey, how about that? <laughs> I really hope that I'm never owned that publicly, that someone's cease and desist letter is worth more than I have in my bank account. That would kill me personally. I don't yeah. know. I don't know about you. Amazing. God, the grumpy cat coin jeez you know uh can i has cheese cheeseburger token oh, yeah um I'm, dude with it, look uh, jeffrey from yospos running something awful it's bound to happen oh the barnacle gym coin oh someone's gonna do it let's get aubrey plaza to read the cease and desist you know what in the grumpy cat voice that's right because she did the uh the grumpy cat saves christmas movie that's <laughs> which i don't believe even exists like no one has seen that it does exist it because does exist. my my mom watches uh like hallmark and lifetime channel like religiously and i was over one time when that was in rotation and i watched about five minutes of it and i kind of wanted to impale my head on a spike because <laughs> it's like because it's just like every time like grumpy cat quote unquote talks it's just like a one shot of the cat just being like not interacting with the world and just her being like well, that wasn't cool. So that just happened. <laughs> yeah. I would actually do a double feature of that and the movie where Kevin Spacey is uh, body swaps with a cat. Do you oh, remember that movie? I, yeah. I think it's called Nine Lives. Yes, it is. Oh, my God. Yeah. What a, yeah. What a weird unlike, fucking Unlike all film. those uh, young men that sued him. Hey. Yo. Oh. <laughs> also, it's Christopher Walken who swaps him with a cat. Yes, holy shit. I have not thought about that movie since I've seen it. I think immediately... Worth watching. I saw it alone with my girlfriend. We were the only people in the theater. Uh, you went to the theater to see Nine Lives? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Dedication to the well, craft. That's all I'm saying. We were house-sitting in Anaheim, and we had nothing to do. And we went and saw Nine Lives in the theater, and we got served at the concession stand by the like most incompetent teen... Uh, of all time so we still laugh about it because oh wow he he was he was literally like flipping pizzas around the wrong way and and, and just like serving people <laughs> it was it was so funny so the opposite um, of popcorn guy you've seen this right yes yeah no he was he was the opposite of popcorn guy he he gave, he gave someone a pizza and they opened it up and it was like cheese side down just like stuck Oof. to the stuck <laughs> to the cardboard it was so good i think the only time i've ever gone to a movie where me and the person I went with were the only people there is we went to go see Mordecai. Oh my God. I was definitely a part of my <sighs> life where I was drinking heavily. And uh, we stuck in like a sixer of like, not cans, bottles. That's how it <laughs> <unfolded. laughs> Clinking. Yeah, Clinking yeah, yeah. hard. No one's there. Who cares, right? <laughs> this is yeah, just totally like she's stuck in her purse and like we're just like sl- and it's, it was such a bad movie. Yeah. It was like why Yo, do we do this? I think that's the funniest part about Depp stands generally is because they they think he's like 
They think he's blacklisted from Hollywood because of all... No, you can do lots of bad shit in Hollywood and still make movies. He just had 40 flop movies in a row. Oh, God, yeah, because that was right after he did Lone Ranger. Oh, yeah. Oh, he, boy. He is, like, not a movie star. Like, the people don't like him. <laughs> Which is so, so damn sad because for a long time he was. I mean, he could do no wrong. I mean, shit, even, like, What's Eating Gilbert Grape was a hell of a debut, you know? Well, it's like um, that dude that produced, like, Beastie Boys and all that. The guy who eats all the fucking vegan donuts. I forget his name. Rick Rubin. Like, the guy who eats all the vegan donuts is how you remember Rick Rubin? Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> I had to put he's a pause like a on that. He's like a vegan, so he's got to be eating <laughs> vegan donuts. He's that vegan. He's yeah. just hardcore. But, okay. uh, but, like, you know, we think of all the classic records he's produced, but he's also produced some absolute dog shit. Yeah, it's there's it's, like yeah, two international noise conspiracy records he produced that are just listen. You can do that. You can be Nick Cage and you can make bad movies, but you got to make a good movie every once in a while. Exactly. Sure. Yes, and that's I think where where Johnny Depp has kind of. I would say Johnny Depp's times. worst movies are worse than Rick Rubin's worst records for sure. But I'm just saying that like sometimes these people we hold up on a pedestal, yeah. they also have done some absolute dog shit. Even oh, if they deserve to be on the pedestal. No, I, I get it. I'm, I'm, like I've told you before, I'm a huge Prince fan, right? Mm -hmm. But I cannot bring myself to listen to the Crystal Ball triple record. It's ridiculous. I, it's just, it's a stinker. Through I, through. I've never even heard of it. <laughs> it was a three disc release that he did. And it was just like, whatever shit he was doing, he just kind of threw it out there. Which for some people is fine. But Prince being Prince... It's just, it's not right. It just, it feels wrong. And like every, it's just, it's the only record to ever be released where he calls himself the N-word. Uh. <laughs> huh. Uh, you know what? The Grumpy Cat Estate should issue a cease and desist to that album. Yeah, I I would support that. So <laughs> what's, uh, what's our second crypto scam there, Chief? Our second crypto scam of the week. Croatian cryptocurrency investment company, Bit lucky. We're up all night to 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 bit lucky. That sounds like everyone who's like in my DM requests. Yes. Oh yes. Uh, hello, dear. Hello, dear. Yeah. Come out, come out to Croatia and party with me, sexy man. Exactly, moi, sweetie. Um, <laughs> so yes, again, courtesy of Web3 is going great. Croatian company BitLucky told its customers that it would invest their money in cryptocurrency. So the idea being that they're almost like a broker. Yeah. So that they would take whatever money that the customer gave them. Uh, they promised 20% monthly profits. But May 19th comes around and up oh, here comes a letter from the director saying, Dear clients, with a series of bad trades and decisions, unfortunately, I have brought the state of the company into a crisis situation. We will have more information <laughs> in the following days. He and the company co-founder have gone dark, turned off their cell phones. They're gone, along with $75 million. That's amazing. <laughs> Jesus wept. That's, that is the equivalent of my dog ate my homework. <laughs> I made a series of bad decisions, and we're going to make this right, and then they're gone. Yeah. They're looking up countries that have, like, no extradition. Yes. Well, it's Croatia, so I, mean, I don't even know I, what they're... I feel like Bankman Freed sort of tried this, where he was like, well, you know, some bad decisions were made. Yeah, the the, the shrug emoji, and then just like, well... Uh, yeah, you win some, you lose some. <laughs> right. Uh, it's, I don't know what you want. I don't know. I don't know what you want. I don't know. 
I don't know why are you complaining about. You're not the one that made the bad trade. And a follow-up there. A secretary of the company has reportedly told people that are calling in, the director went crazy and spent all the money. <laughs> oh, that's a more direct explanation. Yep, and it looks like he drained company accounts and went into hiding in the Laika region of Croatia. So if you're angry about BitLucky and you want to know where to find this guy, well, get yourself a plane ticket. The guy's last name is Berezer, which in Croatian translates roughly to bro. <laughs> so, yeah. Just look for wow. the look for a guy with a puka shell necklace. <laughs> and board shorts. And like, yeah. yeah some, some Crocs on, yeah. Uh, frosted tips. I hear the beaches are beautiful. Oh, yeah. That, that's my understanding as well, but uh, not for this guy, for very long at least. Yeah. Hopefully. They're going to catch him and it's going to be like the end of Point Break. He's just like goes out and surfs the big wave and dies. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> who's going to be our Johnny Utah, though? That's the question. I don't know. Croatian Johnny Utah is a great concept. I'm, I'm seeing it in Played my Played by Joe Don Baker. Oh, for sure. I'm seeing it in my mind's eye right now. Just... Oh, one thing I didn't add to the normal uh, flow of conversation is, of course, Pride Month is coming up. Mm-hmm. We know this. Yeah. Finally. 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 I know. That's what I'm saying to you. But unfortunately, that means a lot of companies are going to be coming under fire in the next couple of days for going woke. That's right. Well, the first. Of... <laughs> yep. Here it comes. I, uh, before we started recording, I was looking at a video of uh, <laughs> BuzzFeed Benny, disgraced journalist, walking Ooh. through a Target oh. and being like, Oh, you thought they've gotten rid of all of the gay stuff? And he turns around, and there's like a, a like a setup with some clothes. Like, look at that! There's a toddler mannequin wearing some gay shit. And you're just like, man, just shut up, Benny. I, I get upset going to like department stores for completely different reasons. One that I'm in a department store. Right. There's that's the big one. I was saying the other day, I I, I go to Target, you know, once in a while. Sure. I don't think I've ever seen Pride stuff there. And I live in West Hollywood, which is... I was going to say, like, yeah, where, where do you live? But yeah, like, we're, I, I, we're here in St. Louis, and, like, I've, I was there the other day getting fucking cat litter. And, yeah, there was a... Was it pride cat litter? No, it was not pride oh. cat litter, thankfully. Rainbow Thank, yeah, litter. Rainbow cat litter. <laughs> thankfully, they're not rainbow washing the, the cat litter, but they are... Uh, they do have a display where it's, you know, kind of... Uh, they have a, a swimsuit that's tuck-friendly. Like, there's some, there's some pride stuff that's sure. out there. So it's there... But it's just in certain areas, and you can completely avoid it if you want to. Yeah. Uh, but no, the, the woke company that I was talking about is, of course, the manliest trucks ever made, the Ford F-150. Oh. The minute-and-a-half ad, it's two trucks that are all muddy, right? And then right. they, and then they drive They're doing some, uh, some rough trade. <laughs> <laughs> They're cruising. And they, and they go... <laughs> was, a, uh, was a blue tailgate mean again? <laughs> I think that's water sports. <laughs> um, so, so the trucks. You like the watch? Hey, yeah. I, don't, I hate to drive a truck, so yeah, I guess that's true. So they're they're going through the mud, and then they go through water, and then one of the trucks is like a, a, a solid color, and then the second truck is pure pride flag colors. And the poster posting this Ford: How to destroy 120 years of American car history in one minute. I'm so sick of woke companies. Ah, uh, boy. 
They made mm. the trucks woke, Brian. They have an automatic parallel parking feature, but for Gay Pride Month, they Vogue as a <laughs> parallel park. <laughs> there's a uh, there's a sachet away uh, bit in the. It's so sad that Ford is finished. It's so sad that this company is going under within the next couple of weeks. Yep. It's wow. over. Well, you know, I, I, it'll be interesting to watch them drown taking the, you know, the high ground. <laughs> yeah, we'll with these, see. With these, with these great haughty morals and, <laughs> and yeah. ideas. Guess what? I'm buying a Honda. The, uh... <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, yeah, get ready for that, too. Every fucking chud that you know from your hometown is going to be like, I ain't buying no damn Forge no more. So, funny thing. I work for a blue collar business and I work with so many guys that drive Chevys and Fords and they're always complaining about how like they're in the shop and they're like, there's another recall. Right. And he's like manly guys. Some of these dudes are uh, just like one lab accident from becoming like a sentient pair of Oakleys. And uh, they're always, and I'm like, yeah, I don't know. Like my, I tell him like, yeah, my, my aunt was, uh, she did a payroll for a Toyota dealership, like in the eighties and stayed with that company for like 30 years. And like, so my family has always drove Toyotas and we never had, problems like like, but yeah, yeah. But you drive a japanese car i'm like yeah i don't know i can like i can go like ten thousand miles and forget to change my oil and i'm right good. like yeah i mean your 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 explorer like gets wet <laughs> oh i know the fucking ford explorer my god yeah no one's doing any exploring in those by the way no uh, so, Miles, the reason we brought you on the show was, of course, to talk about your long and storied history in doing writing, the very thing that, of course, you do so well. I wanted to bring some attention to some really great Mel Magazine posts. We were talking about this, you and I, uh, via chat the other day, and you said, yeah, find some articles. And this exactly related here is the crypto bros are shitposting all the way to bankruptcy. <laughs> <laughs> great article but i i do have a question like so mel's done right oh yeah i mean uh we got shut down two different times oh wow uh the f- so originally we were the editorial arm of dollar shave club which is really funny to say oh aloud. my god <laughs> i forgot about that what what amazing um, i had two yes. wow yeah <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, so the CEO just wanted a magazine for some reason, and uh, when you're the CEO of a you know billion dollar company, you get to you get to start a magazine at least for a little while. So that was a lot of fun. We got bought by Unilever, then um, the CEO the soap was replaced company? by uh, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god, well, because Dollar Shave Company is bathrooms product. Then the CEO stepped down and he was replaced by like a hatchet man from Amazon. Oh who boy. Just one of those guys who just comes in to like fire everybody. So the first thing he saw was like a million dollar magazine that doesn't make money because we never ran ads or anything and he just fired us all. So then some other big money people came and bought us a couple months later. They ran us for a They run a bunch of magazines. They ran us for a year and then also fired us. So, you know, you could look at that and say wow, you're really terrible at uh, magazines. That's just the nature of shitposting. You know, you do it until you get caught and busted and fired. So that was so that was it. That ended uh, again last year, a couple months after that, that I started at Rolling Stone. So And you've been there for about um, uh, nine months now, or so, right? Yeah, so full-time since the beginning of the year. Now people answer my emails because they've heard of the place I work for. That's hey, cool. <laughs> that's nice. 
And, you know, they yell at me more, but you know, it's, it's the, the territory. So I was going to say, fine. yeah, it comes with the territory. Uh, you did actually just uh, have have a piece there in the uh, the Wallet Inspector headline there about paying extra for anti-woke products this is a raw deal in Rolling Stone. So if you have a chance, oh, yeah. to go go read that because it does go deep on the Black Rifle Coffee Company, Harry's Razors, Hershey's Chocolates, all these uh, supposedly woke companies. And uh, Wait, yeah. Black Rifle went woke? No, uh, <laughs> sorry. It gives some background about some that anti-woke would be companies. An incredible story. Yeah, yeah, that would be that would be fantastic. But no, it, it gives uh, background about Black Rifle. But then it says, you know, this this guy who works for the Daily Wire started alternatives to Harry's Razors, Hershey. I can't remember the the other ones are. The first thing that happened was that Harry's Razors. By the way, just in a complete funny coincidence, uh, the big competitor to Dollar Shave Club. Oh which I God. actually now use. I like the Harry's Razors better. Really? Um, okay. So they they pulled their advertising from the Daily Wire mm-hmm. the website because of their rampant hate speech. And the Daily Wire got so pissed off that they were like, we're launching our own anti-woke razors. <laughs> how's, that, how's that going for them? Terribly. Yeah. They sold a ton of subscriptions right off the bat just because they have a lot of really stupid readers but what's so funny is that they you know i tried to i tried to contact them about this and like hey how's it going with the racer business or whatever of course they did not get back to me but if you if they have still like a facebook page up that to this day like to this day gets like again they won't launch these racers like a year ago and to this day they're getting like three reviews a day that are like these are the worst racers i've ever used in life Yeah. Yeah, but you're owing the libs. Can you really put a price on that? You can. The reviews are so fucking funny because they're all like, I really wanted to like this. I really wanted to own the libs, but I have like cut my face up so bad with these (laughs) dog shit razors. And and they're like, you know, I just I just really wish like they're so they're so desperate. They're 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 so desperate to feel like they've gotten one over. Meanwhile, like Harry's doesn't give a shit. Right. Like, any other any other person who is shaving day to day doesn't give a shit. They're just using the razors that are that they like. Right. But to feel like you're forced into <laughs> using this horrible product and literally scarring your face because Jeez. I after I posted this piece, someone got in touch with me and they and I think they were like, you know, I found the supply the razor supplier that they were using because of course they're not, you know, they don't have like a razor plant themselves. No, God, right. Yeah. It's all drop shit. Um, yeah. They were like, you know, it's just some place on Amazon that's selling them for a quarter of the price because they're bad razors. And then they just do like an insane markup. So you're paying, I don't know, $30 for like eight razors, just some, you know, razors already have like a crazy profit margin. Oh yeah. This is just, just like truly heinous. And the chocolates are the same thing, like the oh Jeremy's so the, chocolates, yeah. <laughs> Jeremy's yeah. chocolates are are a response to Hershey's Canada <laughs> doing not even an American commercial, not even that. No, just Hershey's in Canada, including one trans woman in their International Women's Day PR campaign. But like the average person has no idea such a thing exists, right? Don't care. I mean, the Dylan Mulvaney thing is another great example because... Yeah, one can. People really acted like every can of Bud Light was now going to have Dylan Mulvaney's face on it. <laughs> Which would have been 
I would have bought it. Yeah, that would, yeah. Have, been, that would have been interesting. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm drinking a Miller Lite right now, and, and it's got Luke Combs' face on it. I don't even know who the hell Luke Combs is. Someone was trying to cancel Miller today because right. even they're before... They're going to shoot all of their women. No, 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 and, that's not and it. And put them in the beer. <laughs> <laughs> even before Bud Light, there was an Alana, uh, an Alana Glazer commercial about how women were the people who brewed beer first. That's a Miller Lite commercial from like... Yes. A I month before, this yes, and some guy just found that and is like, "We have to cancel Miller Lite now too because women brew beer." Yeah, it, that was also one where they're taking all like the girly stand-ups and putting them into mulch, and then taking that mulch, putting it into compost. Compost is making the new Miller Lite, so it's literally going to have the shredded remains of your masculinity in it. <laughs> like, that's going to be the new threat. I'm being force femmed by my high fructose corn syrup beer. <laughs> Sissified by the sissified four point sissy hypno zero percent the sissy hypno at the the fucking uh, the beer aisle at the the grocery store (laughs) getting getting force femmed by Miller Lite Jesus Christ (laughs) oh gosh I'm gonna start streaming uh, Bloodborne (laughs) twenty seven ninety nine for a four pack of these candy bars oh well no they're on sale now they're only twenty four. They're only twenty four ninety nine. <laughs> oh, that's a bargain. Yeah. Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah, no shit. They're on sale. Also, if you order the chocolate today, you're not going to get it till fucking Halloween. <laughs> Amazing. And let's be clear. The candy bars come in two varieties. Yeah. She, her, which do not have nuts. And nutless. he, him, which do. <laughs> oh, yeah. It says nutless. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, uh, and and the best part is, if you do get this in time for Halloween, you're going to be able to own the trick or treaters. Yes, by giving them gender binary <laughs> chocolates. Great, just the thing we all and, want. You know, yeah, yeah and and the, and the trick or treaters, by the way, are you know socialists looking for a handout, so of course they deserve to be owned in of the course. first place. But to 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 layer the gender stuff on top of that is just Jessica's. Put in perspective how much of like a crock of shit that price is, is that you can go to like a grocery store and oh, yeah. you don't have to go to like a Whole Foods. You go go to a grocery store and buy like four bars of like good chocolate. Oh, nice yeah. stuff. Yeah. Real good shit. Fair yeah. trade. I mean, even uh, Naomi's, I think is the one that I like, which is the, it's got less sugar. Yeah. Even I mean, that was like, like 350 like a bar. Yeah. Instead of like this fucking. Oh my God. And these people were like, well, I waited four weeks, and um, the cho- and the chocolate arrived completely melted, yeah. and it wasn't very and it wasn't very good, but it was worth it to oh, own goodness. some theoretical person who's harmed by me doing this. Like, there's we, literally no, no one cares. Like, I, I don't going, know anyone going on who the knows. LinkedIn and messaging everyone with pronouns on their on their profile. Before you eating this smeary, like fucking cheap fucking butter. Fucking chocolate looks like you just you're fucking filming scat porn. Ugh. Are you feeling owned now? Yeah, just gotcha. Yeah, <laughs> it's the petty vengeance. I don't like these guys. I don't. I really can't understand what drives them. Well, um, I think we've come back to this point a few times um, doing this podcast because we've been talking about the the trans panic stuff on here for right. a month now because it's just. Absurd. It's relentless. It, yeah, there's, yeah, yeah, it's it's hard to not mine it for content or humor because these people, I forget who said it. Someone on Twitter. It's I've seen this tweet come around a few times, but 
basically summarizes that the average American is so alienated that the only way that they feel they can make a gesture is through consumption. Right. Like, that's their only way they can feel like they're a part of a movement. Right. So that's why... It's like slacktivism. Yeah. But, but, with, but, but also with a little capitalist uh, sauce drizzled on top. Not but great. it's like people are like, yeah, I eat Chick Fil A because like they don't like they don't like gay people. And it's like, I don't know, could you just eat Chick Fil A because the sandwiches slap? Yeah, like, and which they do. Yeah, yeah. Like it, the homophobia makes it taste <laughs> worse. But my buddy has my favorite um, take on Chick Fil A, which is he doesn't eat there, but it's not it's not because of the politics. It's just that they're closed on Sunday, and he's like, they're not there for me when I need them. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's. That's pretty much I, uh, the only good take about what, that. What yeah. freaks me out the most about Chick-fil-A is that when we do go to one, I just mm. notice like, all the people that work there are like, oh, you're theater kids. Oh, yeah. Uh, either that or like steely-eyed ex-Mormons. They yeah. have this, <laughs> this like really unnerving energy to them. Yeah, it's, it's, like, my, it's my pleasure. It's my pleasure. Well, all, all, all <laughs> the kids who work at In-N-Out are like very clean-cut Christian uh, children but no one talks about it because you're just like, oh, that's just good service. I don't, I don't care. Well, is there like Bible stuff on the cups and all that? Oh yeah, yeah. The the whole thing about like being my pleasure to serve you and all that. They have, they had on their on their sign at the local one here in St. Louis. I'm they, talking about uh, in and out. Oh go, oh, go, say what you have to say about Chick Fil A because oh, because they were saying that we'll send you to like this Baptist college. <laughs> So they definitely have some. Yeah, some weird well, where I want to go to a college that a chicken place sent me to, where you can't <laughs> dance or listen to music. Yeah, it's painful. Handle snakes. But Luce University. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So In and Out does that too. I only been there once when I was in San Diego. Oh yeah. It's way it's way more coded. You don't notice it. Because I don't know any other time I'll have the opportunity to tell this story. But I about ten years ago I went to photograph a music festival. I used to be. Uh, faux journalists of some sorts and I went out to photograph this music concert uh, this festival called Burgerama right. uh, it was at, Burger Santa, Records, at the yeah. observatory in Santa Ana I went out there with a couple of friends and we went to an in and out in Santa Ana and the first I mean we get this is like probably like the first 12 hours we're, we're in the area and this is my first time in like you know Orange County and all that and we go to an in and out and I'm like wow this burger is amazing these fries are absolutely dog shit yeah, and yep, we're yep. and we're getting ready to leave. You got to get them well done, the fries. Oh yeah, oh okay. Or animal style helps, but yeah, mm. smothered uh, and covered. But yeah. like, I'm with three of my friends. Me and another friend, we're all eating outside. Two of my friends are like, we're gonna go inside and get refills, and we're standing there waiting for them to come back out, getting refills on their drink. And a man, absolutely covered in blood, comes out from between <laughs> the dumpster <laughs> and the building, and he just comes up to my friend who's like a punk rock dude he's wearing like a leather vest like fingerless gloves in the middle of like a hot day yeah yeah and he just goes what's up punk rock and we're just like what the fuck is going on and he's all like he's like I tried to get in the fight with some cholos and uh it didn't go really well and and and, uh and we're just like staring at this dude and he keeps going like can I use your cell phone and I'm like no, and, and, you know he like looks at me, like my one my, my buddy's just like he and Han like I don't know man like it's kind of weird and then he just looks at me and goes I just go no I yeah. had I had a camera in my pocket and I really mm. wanted to take a photo of this dude but I'm like I I can't engage this any further and he keeps talking at us 
talking about how he tried to roll up on some essays and it didn't really work out. And he's just like dripping blood off of his uh, eyebrow. He looks like a guy who still listened to Offspring mm-hmm. is the mm-hmm. best way I can describe how this guy looked. And our two friends come back out, but they now keep their distance because they see that we're talking to a man covered in blood. And now there's like people that are coming in and out of the inn out there also like 30 feet away just congregated watching us. And he's like, so you guys with anyone? I'm like, yeah, that's our two friends over there. And they're like, my two friends are just like, oh, fuck. So they come over and I'm like, <laughs> I, we need, this, like yeah. I'm like thinking like, I'm in stabbing distance of this guy. <laughs> I need to, I need to get my odds a little bit more in my Let's favor. Let's get some human shields up. <laughs> yes. Yes. And finally, you know, my friends come over and they kind of calm him down. And we're just like, man, I think you just need to go inside and like wash up or whatever. And he's just like, okay, okay, okay. He walks to the in and out, and one of the guys working at the in and out opens up the door, and it's a young black kid. And the guy is like, uh, and the kid is like to the the bloody man, like, "Are you okay, sir?" And he just goes, "Hey," in word, "I'm fine as fuck," and like struts <laughs> into the in and out. Holy shit! And wow, we shit. like fucking like like two beats pass and we just run to the fucking rail car and like my friends who just filled up their drinks like throwing like right. getting rid of all the, the unnecessary weight and oh, we get man. into the fucking car and we're all just like fucking breathing real heavily <laughs> and my friend the fucking driver's seat turns around to me and all my other friends in the back seat and he does like the fucking hang 10 thing and he just goes Cali and that just became a fucking inside joke for the rest of the trip was any single time something weird happened. Like, right. like we went to like this uh, place called Church of Fun, which was like an old like mid-century church that had become like a punk house and saw like coal trains and NASA Space Universe, all these, you know, it was a fun hardcore Sick. show. Yeah. And my friends were trying to score acid and... This chick came up to us and was like, oh, I got this acid South by. And like my buddy's oh, like, God. I'm from St. Louis. I don't give a shit where you got from. I'm not. I just want acid. <laughs> and she like sells him acid. And he just goes, he, after he buys acid, he just does a little fucking thing. He goes, Cali. <laughs> <laughs> See, now you've started me on it. I'm going to start doing that You don't remember the Cali handshake? No, no, oh, no. I'll to, that's, that's something yeah, for after we'll recording. So... Just, just saying Cali after you do some casual racism. Just wonderful stuff. Uh, <laughs> one of the other... Why are uh, they like that? Cali. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you all right That's over the there? That's Beach vibe. Oh. <laughs> Say, I'm hearing the... I'm hear- I've expected to hear sirens on my end because, you know, I'm in... I'm in St. Louis, you know, the, the most dangerous city in the world or whatever. Well, we're lucky to have not had a helicopter on my end yet, so that's, we'll that's fair. Um, so one of my favorite pieces that you did with Mel, starting to keep going back to the Mel well pun. Uh, pun? No, alliteration, sorry. Uh, <laughs> I'm having too good a time. And I'm I think it's words. just a rhyme. Thank you. Uh, it was the interview with Joanna Angel. I... <laughs> Yeah, it, that was so fun to read. It really does feel like it really got deep on like what makes her tick. Uh, if, for those of you who are not familiar, Joanna Angel is an alt punk porno legend at this point. Uh, I guess so. Yeah, yeah. Found, founder of Burning Angel, uh, writer of at least two choose your own adventure novels, which this is this article in particular was about Club Forty Two. Just. It was fascinating to read about 
someone that you may have only seen in one context, and then you get this whole different yeah. picture. No, I'm, I'm, I'm being serious. You know, like, I mean, she did a sex column. You know, she wrote a yeah. couple of other books. But, like, this piece felt, like, really comprehensive. I felt like you really got to the to the meat of this stuff. And, like, when you're interviewing someone like Joanna Angel who kind of has a history in a particular scene, like, what's the approach like? Like, how do you get to that? moment where you're getting to what you actually kind of want to get to like I don't know it's hard to it's hard to ask this question because I've been doing I was in radio for several years you know I did some print journalism but it really feels like there's a skill and I still don't have it like when you're getting someone to a point where they're giving you more than you could ever ask for I think interviewing is something I still work on and that it's it's still difficult um with joanna i think the trick was to cut right to it because you know i you kind of like you kind of have to think about the like the 10 obvious questions she always gets <laughs> right and then just like start on the 11th right okay so um, just blow past the expected stuff okay yeah yeah like in this example you know she's she's someone who's also talked and written a lot about her porn career mm. and I really wanted this to be kind of like um an exploration of her literary side you just like go straight to the book and I did read her her like uh at that point most recent choose your own adventure book and I thought it was so funny like it, it's like a it's a really enjoyable book it is like hot and erotic and all that stuff and it's like it is funny in this particular book club 42 she's uh you are a woman who's kind of like down on her luck, you know, you've just been fired from like your barista job and you kind of stumble into a stripping job that you've never done before, but you're like, oh, maybe I'm good at this. As a basic straight dude, as I am, who has like a, maybe like a limited kind of like porn or like sexual imagination, it was really fun to like step into that role and be like, oh, this is like a whole, this is like a, this is a different way of getting turned on and all that stuff. So that's what I wanted to talk to her about. And that's what made it really fun because, you know, she's someone who has not only been in this world a lot, but is like, you know, thought very seriously about what gets people horny. Yeah. And the, and the book shows it and, and it's, it's such a delight. I've always been fascinated by porn performers in, 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 in not obviously for the most more purient reasons that's just one thing but also <laughs> like yeah not just, <laughs> not just not just because of that but also like okay what made you choose this and like what is it about it that that it interests you and boy you really get into that in, in this piece so i'm really that kind of thing it always interests me as far as like a, a piece of writing goes the other piece that i wanted to really bring up was the <laughs> and this is absolutely right where this show goes uh, is the article about uh, the Mr. Belvedere sitting on his balls. <laughs> so, you know, going in one direction there and then this, you know, uh, and you did a lot of research trying to get down to the bottom of the truth of this. Now, everyone knows the Patrick Moynihan uh, Twitter bit where he keeps referencing the time that the guy who was in Mr. Belvedere sat on his balls and had to be, you know, they had to stop filming. It's kind of become a meme on its own. Yeah. 
did you know that all often follows you know um, i uh i misremembered it as the guy from welcome back God. <laughs> <laughs> i think that would have been a better and I, think, and, and I think i mentioned in the in the piece that i whenever i encountered this meme originally um I always confused Mr. Belvedere with Mr. Belding from Saved by the Bell. <laughs> Amazing. It wasn't just, yeah, it's not just you, Brad. Untangling this kind of myth almost that kind of built up over the internet is, is so fascinating. Like, where did you go for sources? Like, did you talk to Patty Moe? Did you talk to, I know you did a lot of independent research, but like, was there people that you talked to? Or like, is there something that, that you kind of honed in on as like, how do I get to the bottom of this particular story? Honestly, no. I was I, I am a really um, hack journalist, and I don't really talk to a lot of people. I, I say that semi-jokingly, but um, Renata Adler, one of the great journalists and writers who is still alive, you know, often says, like, you can't really rely on sources. They're just going to say what they want to say. It's all it's all documents. And I, I basically, I, I think I took that approach here where I was like, what can, what can we actually prove um, about what happened to him? And what seems to be the case is that he, like, fell during a Hollywood Christmas parade in a way <laughs> that, like, sort of damaged his nuts. Or it was like he... he I'm sorry. Um, Every time. <laughs> and, yeah, so, it, so it's not exactly like a sat on his balls. It's, it's kind of like... You, I think, I think anyone with testicles can imagine kind of falling in a way that hurts your hurts your nuts. Oh yeah, <laughs> like yeah. that's that's not as far fetched as like you sat like your balls were so saggy that you could sit on them. <laughs> right. It's it's not like you're sitting on them, but boy, you, you get a pinch. You pinch or you, them. Yep. It's summer. Exactly. It's exactly. <laughs> and it was just the story. Well, I'm obsessed with. Um, I'm obsessed with like urban legends yeah. generally. Yeah. And especially the kind that like well, the kind that have proliferated in the online era are super interesting. Um but even before the internet I loved that kind of stuff and um and Mel was really into reporting out stuff like uh you know, where did the story about, you know, Richard Gere shoving a gerbil up his ass <laughs> come from? You know that kind of, mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, a lot of that stuff is just totally made up and this I think the Belvedere case is one of those things that it is like related to a true thing where he like was injured mm -hmm. and then the story just changes and like in particular in that story, um, I found that a lot of the uh, a lot of the game of telephone was played by like SNL actors. So it was like Jay Moore yeah, and like Adam, Adam Sandler. Sandler. Yeah, I was reading. Yeah. That. And I think this is typical of comedians too, is that they like to tell like a better version of the story. And so you hear something from someone else who worked on the show. I think originally, I think, I think the most like direct version and it's still, it's still hearsay is like uh, Doug Benson hearing it from a friend who actually worked on the show. Okay. Even then it's just like, you know, he's, he couldn't film for a couple of days and it's like supposedly because of this thing. Um, so it's, it's, it, it is all very apocryphal and, you know, chain of, uh, word of mouth. I love how those stories transform and I love that it gets reduced to like, he sat on his balls. Um, <laughs> like as opposed set, to like, just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. As opposed to just like falling on a parade float, which is much more like, you I don't know, would you hit your balls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, 
that reminds me, there was a, a bit going around about uh, a writer for Roseanne, and that he was pitching some scene where, like, Roseanne was washing her ass in the sink, and then it, it, he said something. <laughs> I know, I know. It, I, again, I'm hearing this second, third, fourth, Dan, fifth. Dan, yeah. I'm washing my ass in the sink. Don't come in here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on opioids. <laughs> <laughs> I thought the bitch was white. Uh, <laughs> But, oh, it's uh, a full moon here. <laughs> Thank you, Dan. Uh, <laughs> uh, local boy John Goodman, by the way, Belleville, Illinois, but we count him. Bless. Uh, the story goes that this writer was pitching some idea about Roseanne washing her ass in the sink, and then uh, Dan said something about her sister, and one of the other writers chimes in with, well, you know, she has a sister of the show. It's Jackie. And the writer goes, who Jackie? And this got passed around, like, again, it's SNL guys, because Norm MacDonald was the one I first heard it from. <laughs> they just seem like pure gossipy dudes. Yeah, they, well, I mean, they know everybody, right? They're writers, they all know each other. And, like, you'd, you'd hear a thing from a guy who heard a thing from a guy, and yeah, it becomes this game of telephone. Well, I think it's about time to show you some gross pictures, Miles. You ready, Miles? Finally. And now, the moment you've all been waiting for. Shock.jpg. Finally, he says. All right. I all love right. it. He's I a, love it when a guest is game. Earlier today, I was um, doing an interview for uh, some filmmakers who are doing a documentary about Two Girls, One Cup. Hey. All right. And, um, One of our first episodes we covered that. Yes. And they made me rewatch oh. the video the, on in its entirety? So I, it's only a minute long. But boy, it's what a, a minute. It's a hell of a minute, yeah. <laughs> I think I said something which will be, if they if this film gets made, um, will be shown because I said it's amazing how long a minute can go. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Well, this is only 11 seconds now. This, okay, is, this, this is known as one ass, one baseball, Brian. <laughs> All right. Okay. One ass, one baseball. That's right, folks. It is a link to an X videos uh, okay, site. Classic, classic. That's how you know it couldn't be anywhere else. Like E fucked wouldn't take it. E bombs world wouldn't host it. Yeah, spank bang one. Hold <laughs> it. No, it's it's got to go to X videos. Was it marketable enough for X hamster? Right. No, I'm seeing I'm seeing the <laughs> asshole. Let's see the baseball. So this this full title now on X videos is called the ass pitch a baseball. So here is the. Oh, uh, oh okay. Wait, first yeah. God damn it! Now we got Now we got to watch Whoa. the fucking uh, live Jasmine ad. There we go. There we go. <laughs> yep, it's crowning. Oh, <laughs> it's good. <laughs> see, see, I, I, I'll be honest. I'm a little disappointed. Really? I thought that was going to come out like a 90 mile an hour fastball. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you'd think you'd think they'd have a little bit more force behind it, but yeah, there is. Oh, a, you you ass train with a butt plug. I ass train with a baseball. Baseball, yeah, <laughs> and it is a. Um, it's actually like a softball. It's a bigger than a baseball. Yeah, no, it's, oh, it's, is it? I bet the stitching feels good. Sure. Boop. <laughs> and the pop sound is really just what makes it. I think pitch is what's misleading in that title. <laughs> it's more not a like pitch. Uh, more like it rolls out of the asshole. It's like it's like when George H. W. Bush is ninety years old and is throwing the opening pitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, that was going around Twitter again today. The, the fucking today cut of it. Oh, George Bush, I know. Um, so that <laughs> that's one ass one baseball. What really gets me about that clip is just like 
I don't, there's no noise from her. Like in some of these clips, nah. in some of these, in some of these videos that we've shown people, like the guy sticking his dick in the light socket. Right. He or, screams. Or the guy sticking his hand in the blender. There's he's like ah. <laughs> 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 or even like we've done the the, the girl drinking piss. Like yeah. th- there's a there's a sound she may not be into it or she is you know there's a but just this woman laying and she's laying on what looks like just a really shitty mattress no bed frame and pushing a base a softball out of her asshole no reaction of course you can't see her face but there's like there's nothing in her body language that suggests uh it's not a good time or that right she seems very comfortable yeah, v- calm as Hindu cattle, as the phrase goes. Yeah, just this is a thing that is happening. <laughs> I will allow the baseball to pass through my asshole, and you know, just like this so is. So, do you think goes. she ate it whole? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure she just jammed out there, but oh. uh, <laughs> okay, I gotta talk to my dad about something <laughs> uh, about how you were born. Um, <clears throat> Came out of my mom's ass? <laughs> that was a butt baby? Yeah. That was my initial belief about where babies came from. Out the butt. Really? Oh, okay. yeah. I gotta hear this. What? <laughs> when did this happen? I'm sorry. I'm talking like I was eight years old. Okay. And I okay. just thought babies got pooped out. Well, I mean, I guess that makes sense in a certain way. Like, there. Because a lot of moms, you know, will tell you that, oh, there's a baby in my belly, and then you as an eight-year-old will make the connection like, okay, food goes in my belly and it comes out my butt, you know, like. Yeah, and then there was another kid at my school who claimed that his mom didn't know he was pregnant, or he claimed that his mom didn't know she was pregnant until she sat down on the toilet and a baby came out. That is a thing that happens. We actually, I, I've been known to call those people toilet babies. Uh, yeah. We yeah. actually went to high school with a girl uh, who uh, was the, uh, the creator of one of those stories, we shall say. Okay. It was, it was, a, it was a weird time. It was a, a thing where I expected lots of my classmates to be really cruel about, but they were just like, oh, that's collectively just like, oh, that's really, that's upsetting. And, and, and then she never came back to school. Yikes. Yeah, I didn't want to be informed about this. Yeah, it seems like a um, a bad time. It is a bad vibe. I'm sorry. Well, that you know what? I felt like we just weren't really bummed out enough about the gross picture, so I had to bring us down. <laughs> so then <laughs> you had to you had to really crater us so that we can bring ourselves back up with the end of the show. Yeah, which is of course our favorite part of the show that we like to call the breath mint. Uh, this is a part where after we've shown someone a gross picture or a video, we then like to say, "Okay, that was weird," but Here's some things that we've been enjoying this week that maybe you can take some comfort in after what you've just seen. So uh, I'm going to start with you, Miles, since you are a guest. You get to go first. Something that has been a, a book, a film, a game, or whatever that you've been enjoying this week. Oh, jeez. <laughs> um, I know. It, I do this, too, every week. I go, what have I been watching? I am reading a story collection by the author Diane Williams. Who I really love. It's not out yet. I have a. Uh, this is this is a galley brag, um, but it's uh this, the collection is called called I Hear You're Rich, which is just a funny aggro title. She's great. There there are short stories that are about a page long, so they're great for short attention span. Oh yeah. Um, like mine, and um, yeah, I highly recommend all Diane Williams books. Uh, there's a ton of them. So. Uh, 
I know it's a collection of shorts. So, like, w- is there a theme? Oh, no. I mean, um, she's a complete weirdo. I, I think I posted one the other day, which is called Keepsake, but it's literally just about, um, it's it's probably like 30 words long, and it's about just like how good some guy's dick is. Like, it's very funny. <laughs> ah, <laughs> so ah. the good Rupi Kapoor is what you're saying. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it's if, if she were to do TikToks where she read these aloud, I would probably uh, forsake all other content and just watch those. That's fair. Brian, what have you been up to? This, uh, uh, so went to a baseball game, first baseball game in 17 years. Hey, St. Louis Cardinals. Yeah. Who, who did we play in this uh, The Dodgers. Game? And, oh, uh, we, look at that. We, we whooped their asses. and <laughs> Good on them. Good yeah. on them. Well, yeah. I, I told, I, I got them through my job and because we have my, it's one of the perks of being there. I told my girlfriend, she's not from St. Louis. I'm like, pick a good team for us to go against because we've been kind of shitty this year. So she picked this game against the the Dodgers, and the Dodgers put up a good fight. But we kind of just we kind of got our our uh, our heat back, yeah. Because one of the guys in the bullpen bought a hamburger phone off. Have you heard about this? Have you read about this? <laughs> oh, he bought wow. a hamburger phone off Amazon. No, what? And they've been basically shit posting in the bullpen with the hamburger what? phone, and that's how they're getting their fucking groove back. That's beautiful. Jesus and my, Christ! And I've like talked to my coworkers. I mean, whatever just, it takes, but yeah. I stopped fun. going to baseball games because my mom made me sit through at the what was at the time the longest rain delay at Bush Stadium oh. when I was in grade school, and I'm like, I'm kind of done with this yeah, shit. Yeah, and. And that was the so, old like, stadium, uh, too. So, yeah. Yeah, that was, that was the old stadium. But, like, we were along the third baseline. So, we're right Good the seats. opposite. Uh, yeah. Great seats. Um, right opposite from the the home team uh, bullpen. So, my phone's got, like, a fucking zoom on it. So, I, like, fucking took a photo. Zoomed yeah. in as hard as I could. And you can just see, like, this little, like, uh, like yellowish beige, like, <laughs> like blur. And I'm, like, looking at my girlfriend and like, See, honey, there's the hamburger phone. She's like, fine, shut up. Because <laughs> I'm sure this wasn't the first time you mentioned it to her. I kept her. talking no. about the hamburger phone. And like, she's like, I'm watching the actual game. Can you yeah. please shut up? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but it was just, it was, that was fun. Like, there's the fucking hamburger phone. Was supposed to photograph a show earlier this week, but it got canceled. Uh oh. It was really awkward. Me and my girlfriend showed up to off Broadway, which is a nice little 400 cap room on the south side on Limp here in St. Louis. And I knew the show probably wasn't going to be well attended. Mm-hmm. And I was like, as we're driving down Limp, uh, like we're crossing Cherokee, I'm like joking, like, you know, there's like this tree line that makes it kind of hard to see. Yeah, you can't tell what's behind it. Yeah. yeah. So I like, I, I'm like telling her, I think it'd be funny if we get past Cherokee here and all of a sudden there's like, you know, 50 cars parked on the street or something. Yeah. And there's no cars. None. There's oh, the owner of the venues, uh, Toyota, parked on the street <laughs> because Call he back. Lives, because he lives. Yes, yes. He lives in the uh, uh, apartment right. that's adjacent to the venue, which is which is pretty fucking cool. And I text my buddy Bert, who books a lot of shows there. I'm like, hey, is this Aqua Dolls show like still a thing? And he goes, uh, I think so. I didn't book it, but. And he then texted me back, yeah, I just talked to Steve. Uh, it had five uh, pre-sale. So, oh. yeah, they canceled it. And it was another promoter here in St. Louis that's not worth talking about. And I'm like, oh, if it was his show, I could see it wasn't, like, knuckle-dragger, like, new metal. And uh, so, like, get back to my apartment. And, like, then I get an email from their agent being like, oh, yeah, the show got canceled. I'm like. Oh, After you were already on the way. Already there. Like, yeah. yeah, there was, like, no one there. But so that was that was my experience with live music. 
Um, Aqua Dolls is a damn good band too. Pretty really good. Yeah, I, I like the yeah. record they came out with a little while ago. I think you should play it for five people. That's like that's like yeah. Good for honestly, that's yeah. good for a book event. Um, right. I've I've seen Imagine Dragons play to five people. Right. And uh, yeah, that's I right. did. Yeah, <laughs> it was <laughs> fucking. Then they got that sync on uh, Grey's Anatomy. Yeah. And yeah. for Radioactive, and yeah. they by that same summer they were playing a sold out show at Riverport, which is like a the 30,000 cap yeah. amphitheater. So he went from playing to like no one at the Firebird. <laughs> and Bert, who I just mentioned, they're is the guy just, who... They're Bert. just like the Sex Pistols. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. Completely. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Uh, well, what's <laughs> even fucking weirder is that one of the dudes from Imagine Dragons went to high school with... Or went to college with one of the guys who was playing for the St. Louis Rams at the time. Oh, my so God. So a bunch of guys from the Rams starting line came down to help with load in and we're just like bullshitting with us and Bert and Bert is a really big sports fan he yeah. was like losing his I'm losing so much fucking money on this show but the fucking Rams are here yeah he, I'm, I'm sure he didn't know whether to shit or go blind oh he was, he's, like, he's like he's like I wish I wish it was a show that I was proud of right that that <laughs> The local sports team guys were just coming down. Shows to. up, yeah. Because used to be like the guy from Yo Gabba Gabba would come down, right. if you, like during the holidays, be like, "Oh yeah, that's how you know this is a cool show because that guy's here." And yeah, DJ Lance Rock. Right? DJ that's Lance thing, Rock. Yeah. So that was a thing that didn't happen. But um, the top it off, the actual media I did consume is that my girlfriend, she loves mob mob movies. She loves Italian food, so I cooked her some noodles Sunday, and we watched Goodfellas. Hell yeah! Was it? Uh, she's seen it before, right? Oh, she. Oh, of course. Okay, but I, I hadn't say. watched it in like ten years, and uh, I just forgot just how Holds well. up. Yeah, how well fucking paced that movie is. It doesn't really have a lull. There's no fat. I mean, there's no fat on that movie. Just and some of the camera techniques that, yeah. like, you had to think that like, oh, there had to be like a guy hanging from the crane that then walked once it got into <laughs> you know like yeah or they're passing it between two guys and you can't tell yeah just it, it, marty fuck dude just like, some of the some of the techniques and just some of the storytelling in that movie is phenomenal um reviews of the new one are very good I'm very excited killing of the flower moon is that the name kill, kill, killers of the flower moon killers yeah. of which the is flower a moon. I will. I will recommend the book. is amazing. It's yeah. not going to. It's not going to be like a breath mint thing because it's also very sad. But it's a great book. You know what? We welcome all kinds of things in the breath mint. So, so the the book you said was uh... Killers of the Flower Moon by David Gran. Really incredible. Yeah, the movie. Yeah, Marty's gonna knock it out of the park. Let's you go. got Jesse Plemons in that thing, and that's one of those guys where I'm like, you put him in a movie, and I'm gonna fucking watch it. <laughs> Seriously, he looks like he's holding a lot of wire weight these days. <laughs> he is, unfortunately. But it, like, I first noticed him as like a low rent Matt Damon. I was like, <laughs> oh yeah, it's like it's like bloated Matt Damon. It's like Philip Seymour Hoffman, Matt Damon got into the Fly teleporter. Yeah, yeah, but, okay. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but then I saw there was a Black Mirror episode where it's like this guy's doing a Star Trek bit, but he's trapped people in this like it's a whole thing. It's called the USS Calvin, I think. Anyway, yeah. It, it, Long, basically, you see him in this one Black Mirror episode, and you go, "This guy's fucking got it." And and, and he plays I, um he plays Hoffman's son in uh, the Master. Oh, that's, that's right. right! Fuck yes, he does. Holy shit! PTA. Which is incredible, ca- immaculate casting. Absolutely. Oh fuck! I didn't even thought. I, I haven't thought about that movie. In a it's while. been too long since I've watched the Master. Ugh. I I didn't like it the first time I watched it in the theater. I was like, 
and I was like a PTA fanboy, and I left the movie theater and I went, uh, that's, you know. And I watched it the second time, and I was like, I think maybe actually it's his best movie. <laughs> yeah. I, I am kind of slowly getting there with it. I really, I, I enjoyed Phantom Thread so much, though. Uh, part of that's just Danny Day Lewis just doing what he does. Uh, and just because the movie's so up its own ass, I love it. <laughs> no, it's sometimes when a movie does that, when it's up its own ass, I'm like, you know what? This is actually kind of enjoyable in a way. No, he's yeah, <laughs> crushing it. I think the master for me is because uh, I'm obsessed with uh, Scientology. Oh yeah. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, you know what? I have to get blocked. You know, I have a new Twitter account, so I have right. To, um, That's right, because you got old- uh, suspended for impersonating NASA. You naughty boy. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, I mean, I can't believe Eve Six got his account back. I, I, I can't either. Yeah. <laughs> what did What did he do? Oh God, Max. I forgot who he. Yeah. I forgot who who he even impersonated. But Paula Poundstone. Anyway, the point was, I I have to get blocked by Scientology on my new account, which oh, I was right. on my old account. <laughs> that's a goal you have to really set that yeah. set your intentions to really to really just shit talk Scientology until they block you oh for and sure and start stalking you yes uh, so for uh, my breath mint this week that would be the uh, I've got two one is the heartbreaking work of Staggering Genius by Dave Eggers founded at a discount sale at a bookstore I believe I read it when it first came out but it's been a long time and I really soured on a lot of other stuff that Eggers wrote, but this is pretty damn good. I'm really enjoying the hell out of it. It's just, it's it's like if Daniel Lewski wanted to make a David Sedaris book. You know, the, uh, so it's like, it's fun, it's recursive, there's all sorts of weird curlicues, it's like Confederacy of Dunces written by a guy who works for McSweeney's. It's funny and weird and I love it. And then as far as like stuff I've been consuming, I've really enjoyed and I've mentioned this on a previous episode, but I want to bring it to you. Baskets. I'm on the second season now. Out Hell of, yeah. Out of four. Love Zach Galifianakis. He plays two roles. But man, Baskets has become the Louis Anderson show for me. Yo, he was so good on that show. The way he plays Zach's mother is its so real. <laughs> I there's an episode in the like the end of season one beginning of season two where the two brothers both played by zach are trashing her house and i didn't think oh what's going to happen in the show i thought you boys are going to break christine's heart because christine baskets as a character felt more real to me than anybody on the show the level of pathos yes off the charts insane and and cannot cannot believe the depth brought to that performance like (sighs) Just yeah, it, wow. every time it's it's so deeply fascinating I, I just love that show in a way that like i think wow. I, I think i think that's as good as uh livia soprano oh yeah nancy marchand yeah for sure yeah they because they both have this very real feel to them i know brian are you you're not a sopranos guy no no but my my girlfriend as I just mentioned, is really into oh the Italian movie. girlfriend is coming back. No, <laughs> but she loves mob stuff. That's she's not Italian. <laughs> I don't think she is. But that's one of the things she was saying was that every fall 
she rewatches Sopranos. And I've never seen Sopranos. Okay. Uh, so I get to finally catch up on all the memes I've been seeing on the internet for the last 10, 15 years. <laughs> You're in for a treat. By yeah, because, yeah. oh, geez, like a million years ago, Jason just added me to a Facebook group <laughs> called Sopranos Duck Posting. And, <laughs> and, my favorite Facebook group. Same. He's and, never going to uh, let me live so, this down, too, because I didn't realize he'd never seen the show. So I just was like, yeah, sure, he's going to... So how many memes. spoilers did you get? So, I, I mean, like, it's... it's. I mean, it's part of the, the monoculture, you know, to some extent. So a lot of stuff, it's like... I'm also one of those people that, like, spoilers don't really bother yeah, me. Yeah, I don't care about Because it. then it's like... Well, I mean, sometimes it's like, well, I kind of wish I didn't know that, but then I'm also really interested in to see how they tie things from where I'm at to mm. the end you know like I still enjoy the craft and all that I don't need to be like a fucking baby in like you know peekaboo <laughs> um, <laughs> your object please bring, please bring me back on when you finish Sopranos oh for oh, sure sure I'll tell you what yeah about what, what Halloween yeah <laughs> about Halloween, Halloween you should be doing it my take on spoilers is this and I think I've told you this story before but Miles does not know this so I worked at this big concert venue and I was counting down from a drawer one night and this is 1999 so Sixth Sense had just come out and someone was talking about how awesome it was and they really enjoyed the movie and I'm just kind of overhearing this I'm putting numbers in a fucking calculator and doing all this and then the only phrase I heard that stuck in my head was I didn't know he was dead the whole time now I didn't know who they were talking about so yeah, I had heard this like big spoiler with no context, and so for the whole movie, I'm sitting there going, "Okay, who is it?" And it to me, I thought that was really interesting. Like that made me look for. You thought? Clues and I mean, shit. you could think. Yeah, you could think Haley Joel Osment was dead the exactly, whole time. Exactly. Yes, and so Ooh. I. So it to me it 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 made a director's cut. <laughs> yeah, Doctor Cole's alive and the kid's dead. That to me was like okay. I don't mind spoilers so much when they're vague. Give me something vague, and, and I can kind yeah. of fill in the blanks on my own. That's fine. And, like, so, and, and, Sopr- and Sopranos is great on that on that score because a lot of what happens is ambiguous, and you right. don't really know. And like people still argue about what happened in such and such <laughs> an episode, so you can't spoil it because it's just your opinion. <laughs> Plus, there's just so much other stuff happening with the show it's about relationships between characters and there's you know, these little bits of dialogue it's funnier than i remember i watched it last it's so year. funny it is so fucking the, funny. everyone keeps coming back to the columbus day episode oh god yeah the it's anti-italian discrimination Con- controver- controversial episode yes it was a people, big deal when it came out. Like people were some people it. think it's the worst of the series, but I no, do not agree. No, a all. it's just straight up funny. It's like you're taking a serious yeah. crime drama and turning it into a comedy for 45 minutes. And I that's think like so. the most Seinfeld ass episode they do. And, <laughs> and and sometimes that's what you need, honestly. <laughs> like there's a couple of those. There's you know throughout the series, but. But yes, definitely let us know when you're done with Sopranos because I'm very excited to hear what you what you think about certain story beats that happen in the show. Artie Buko specifically. Oh, Artie. I love Artie. Um, I, my only wish is that he had been played by Stanley Tucci because Stanley Tucci is a St. Louis guy. and so. Oh, okay. Oh, is he okay. from here? Oh, yeah, yeah. The Tucci family uh, owns Pasta House. Oh, that's right. Yeah, so it, that would have been a nice little little hometown connection. But uh, that's it. Like, the guy who plays him is fantastic. So this is about the time of the program where 
I guess it's time to, to just give all our deets. Miles, since you are our guest, of course, just like we did with the Breath Mint, we're going to let you go ahead and go first and let them know where they can find you online, sir. All right. Well, you can read my articles at rollingstone.com. God, that feels um, good, doesn't it? <laughs> well, I don't like saying .com, but, you know, if you pick up the magazine itself, like the print magazine, sometimes I'm in there. So that's, that's also good. Um, and... Uh, like you said, I was uh, banned off Twitter for impersonating our space overlords because apparently <laughs> you can't joke about that. So my new my my quickly growing burner account is um, at Internet Hig, Hig being like um, the criminal court uh, because I went to International Posters Criminal Tribunal. <laughs> um, okay. I, I really wish I had picked a better at, but that's that's where I'm at. Brian, how about oh, okay. you? Yeah, uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram uh, at uh, Dibor. That's uh, I-S-H-O-T-G-U-I-D-B-O-R-D. If you want to check out my photography portfolio, it's assholemusicphotographer.com. And if you want to check out my words that I write to photos, <laughs> it's amusicphotographer.com. Um, Jason? Yeah, I'm on Twitter and various other places at Videocrime, V-I-D-E-O-C-R-I-M-E. And unless you're on, of course, Instagram or TikTok, that's at LaserGooseCEO. You can find the show, 48MinutesOfDogsBarking.com, Twitter at 48MinutesOfDogs. Email us, Jason at 48MinutesOfDogsBarking.com, Brian at 48MinutesOfDogsBarking. That's Brian with a Y, by the way. Yes, uh, what is it that you wanted to see in your uh, inbox? If you can send me Goatsy or the Daniel Pearl video set to Yakety Sax. We're still waiting on that one. I'm waiting for someone <laughs> to be my, my knight in shining art. Mash up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, and then you can also give us a call, 314-246-9766. That's 314-AHOY-POO, if you like to spell with your telephone. And you can also support the show, of course, patreon.com slash four eight minutes of dogs. Well, I did want to do a little bit of, of fan feedback on, on some previous episodes. Before we go, uh, a gentleman on Twitter who goes by the name of... <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I, Shemp Howard Fan Account. Uh, his <laughs> ad is uh, at Apollo Spas. Uh, thanks for both the subgenius and the athletic brewing talk on this ep. This is exactly the kind of weird nerd content I crave. Thank you so much, Apollo's Pass, to uh, letting us know what you think. And then we also got a comment on our YouTube page for whatever reason, and it just said promo SM. So I don't know what that means, but I'm assuming it's good. Yeah, so <laughs> promo. Yeah. We're going to leave you with a little bit of music, as we always do. A little something by a group called Drug Church. Brian, are you familiar with Drug I Church? I am familiar. I think they're playing here soon. Yes. Uh, the with song Gel and a couple other rowdy bands. Woohoo! From their album Swell from 2015, the song is called But Does It Work? That's track one, side one. You know, like we do. And as we always say at this time, namaste and good luck. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Say goodnight, Miles. Good night. Supermarket line, nothing works. Getting off a plane, nothing works. Roommates and plates, 
Nothing works. Variations of the 